Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15. Episode 15, we almost have our driver's license here at ABC on Pittsburgh Sports. Michael Andonisio, Tom Bradley, and me, Mark Clemente. Lots to talk about this week. Guys, how are we doing first? Everybody good? What's happening? Michael, I know you're back to work driving halfway across Pittsburgh every day to, yeah, to get two, your well, job. Well, not every day. Just two days two a day, week yeah. right now. Um, but it's it's five days worth of driving in two days. <laughs> right. uh, the Parkway East is a shit show on the way home. So uh, you know that. I called you the other day. I yeah. was uh, almost in tears. But uh, other than that, yeah, the weather's nice. Yeah, finally, it's, hallelujah. Time to go golfing. Everybody's in a better mood. Tommy's golfing Tom, tomorrow. Yeah, Westmore nice. Country Tommy, Club. everything good with you? Yeah, everything's good. Sun's out. Beer sales are up. That's all nice. that matters. Game six tomorrow night. Yeah, sun's Little, out. Beer's going out. Yeah. You get, it's, it's all good. At least every other night, Penguin games are good for good for beer drinking. Yeah. So. so, And speaking of Penguins, let's start there. Why don't we, right? I'm going to try to keep my blood pressure somewhat reasonable. But once again, we're seeing, Tommy, why the NHL, best sport, worst league, garage league, whatever you want to call them, they're a bunch of idiots. Plain as day, Truba's headhunting all day. Well, the Rangers have been headhunting the whole series. They sort of calmed down when the Penguins were spanking them all over the ice. But game one, we saw it. We saw it Wednesday night in game five. Gensel, 15 seconds into the game. Truba, elbow to the back of his head. Then Truba throws the chicken wing elbow on Sid. Cheap shot. I don't care what anybody says. I guess he had media availability today. He said it was a fluke play. He didn't realize what was going on. Horse shit. When you throw a chicken wing elbow, you know what you're doing. Uh, I, don't, I know we can't get into his head and learn intention, but I think it's been very clear since the drop of the puck in the series that one of the goals the Rangers have had is be very physical, cross the line, because they have crossed the line. No one can say otherwise, and do some damage. They took out Raquel in game one. We haven't seen him since. Hopefully he's back Friday night. Um, because we can't be optimistic at this point that we're going to see Sid. Yeah, I mean, it's this is nothing new. I mean, if you're a Penguins fan uh, like I am for all these years, I mean, this has been the MO for a long time. You know, the Penguins are seen across the league as a finesse team, a soft team. Um, so this is the way the teams try yeah. to combat it, just try to beat them to a pulp. Capitals have done it for years uh, when they played Boston over the years. It's the Islanders same. have done it. Yeah, it's the same thing. You know, they you know Gensel's 100 not. Uh, you know, five foot nothing, a hundred pound nothing guy, and they figure, you know, these are the best players. The easiest way to do it is just try to take them out. And I don't, I don't know that, you know, not every team's looking to, to knock them out of the game, but they're just trying to wear them down. And uh, and it, it happens every year. And and know. here's the shame of it: instead of us leading off tonight talking about how great the Penguins have been this series, and far exceeding anybody's expectations, I don't think anybody thought they'd be up three to one, playing as well as they have. Up to, the, up to last night. And we're not even talking about that. We're talking about this crap that happens in this game. Yeah, and that's – my rant will be about this, about the league of the NHL later on in this podcast. But, um, you know, this is – as crazy as this sounds, with Crosby out of the game with tomorrow night, in my assumption, I don't think he'll play again this series. Um, I actually have a better feeling about tomorrow night than I would because this is what the Penguins are. This is what they've been under Sullivan, and I have complete faith that they're going to come out tomorrow, and you and I both want blood. Mm-hmm. We want somebody to go out there and take somebody's head off. Yeah, I want Boyle or Friedman or one of these guys. But First I, time they're on the ice, take I'm, somebody out. If, but if I'm Coach Sullivan, the easiest thing, the easiest way to get the guys fired up tomorrow is you just beat them and you shake their hands when the game's over. Say bye-bye. Send them home. you got a chance to send them home. Mm-hmm. You have gone – you're five games into the series – 
And if you would have told me before it started that Crosby would have missed part of it, Raquel would have played one period, DeSmith would have played less than one game, uh, that you're down to your third string goaltender, you're, you're looking at playing without Crosby, you've had at different points no Zucker, no Raquel, your number one defenseman in Dumoulin's been out, which is central defensive pairs, and you're up 3-2. You know, it could be a hell of a lot worse. If you'd have told me this last week when we, right. when we recorded this and this is what we were going to be looking at, I would have said the Penguins would have got swept. They got a job to do tomorrow night. They're going to be home. It's going to be a Friday night. The crowd's going to be nuts, of which I'll be one of them. Uh, I will be screaming my as loud as I possibly can. I think it's going to be an insane building. Nothing about last night's loss about the series itself changed in my mind. The Rangers are still who they are. The Penguins are playing better than they are. Shesterkin mm-hmm. is not some impenetrable wall. No, and, and let's talk about that for a second. We'll get back. The Penguins have a knack. They haven't done it every year, obviously. They've been bounced with three, four years in a row in the first round. But of solving goalies, right? It goes back to Mario's days. They, they, they face the best goalie. They find the weakness, and they exploit it, and they win. With Shesterkin, it seems they're, they're throwing shots from everywhere, getting bodies in front and getting deflections, and he can't handle it. He's not picking up the Yeah, puck. I mean, if you look at the Rangers team, the Rangers are not great defensively. I mean, they have some good defensemen, but their forte, Adam Fox, is not a defensive defenseman. You know, Truba it was an offensive defenseman right, when the Rangers right. signed him. Now he's become a jag-off headhunter. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know, even at uh, the Keandre Miller, I heard all these great things about him, man. I, if there's one Ranger that I've been least impressed with, it's him. Yeah. I'm shocked at what an average defenseman that he is. So, there's nothing about this team. Last night's loss doesn't change my opinion. The Penguins were the better team for 54 minutes. Mm-hmm. They had their franchise player get hurt. They were shell-shocked. They got yep. shell-shocked for six minutes. I think the coaching staff panicked a little bit with some of the things they did with the lines immediately thereafter. If it were me, I would have put Rodriguez up on the first line, left the other two lines alone, skated three lines with six yep. minutes. Get to the end of the period. Everybody get to the end of the period. Don't. You saw what happened on those goals is you had guys out there who hadn't played with each mm-hmm. other for the whole series or longer, right. and they're all out there out of place all of a sudden looking around. The Penguins have gotten into a nice routine of, of guys mm-hmm. playing. Guys are rolling four lines. It's the same guys for the most part. And they just looked out of whack for six minutes. And when the game, you know, Gensel scores a goal, gets it sort of even keel, we get to the end. And it was a one-goal game in the third period. I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing about this series that I feel has changed because of this, other than the fact that Crosby's out. If, if you would have started with the series without Crosby, you can't win this series. Mm-hmm. But you can win one goddamn game at home tomorrow night with a raucous crowd, right. with a goalie looking over his shoulder, eighteen thousand knucklehead screaming his name. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. it's a it's a you're not looking you, you gotta think about it in, in just the, the picture that it is. It's one home game. You gotta win. Right. So it's let me fun. ask you a question real quick. I'm sorry Michael to interrupt you, but this perturbed me last night and you touched on it. So I want to ask you what you would have done. Sully's a great coach and I don't wanna sully his name in any way. But I thought in that moment, after they scored, right after Sid left the game, you call a timeout. You settle things down. You have a chance to think at that point, like you said, about the lines and what you want to do. And the fact he didn't, and it snowballed to the point they were up 3-2. I thought at that point, and I texted my one buddy, I said, listen, this is the perfect, he's got to call a timeout here. You could see it. They were they're yeah. full full blown panic mode. And I and I and it, I'm glad you said that because I want to make sure that I think that Sullivan has been perfect up until this series, up and through this, through last night's game. I think he's done a marvelous job. I think he's reined this. I think he's reined them back a little bit. They're not as aggressive. They're being more smart. If you look closely, 
most of the time or a lot of time when the puck's behind the Rangers net, they're sitting up in a 1-2-2, which mm-hmm. is basically a trap, which is something the Penguins don't do historically. Um, they're doing a great job on that on that side of the thing. But, yes, I agree with you. I didn't like the, the six minutes. A lot of that is when, you know, everybody says, well, coaches in sports, they don't really have any effect. Well, there's times. Mm-hmm. There's times where the coach has got to grab a hold of everything or the game and just say, okay, everybody, take a breath. Mm-hmm. And when they scored that fast to make it 2-2, you could tell that everybody was rattled. The mm-hmm. Ming was rattled. The crowd was crazy. Okay, call timeout. Time Get a minute. Get everybody together. The next shift over should have been a line that, you know, a defensive line that's been playing together, mm-hmm. putting together. It was all about getting through that six minutes. If they would have just survived that six minutes, to me, they win the game. Yeah, I agree. They just had to get to the locker room with, with, with everything okay. And it just all fell apart in that six minutes. But to me, it doesn't change the series. It doesn't change that the Penguins are still a better team than the Rangers. And I think they figured out something with Shostarkin. And I, I still have all the faith in the world they're going to win one home game tomorrow and then see what happens from there. Michael, I'm sorry. I, no, I, my question to you guys is, uh, without Sid, right, if he doesn't, right. obviously looks like he's not going to play tomorrow night. We haven't you have anything. to assume at this hockey point. keeps everything yeah. as far as injuries. Hush, hush. But if he doesn't play, he I, I've noticed the thing about him is he's not like the other superstars in the league. He makes everybody around him better. better. He elevates mm-hmm. their games. Yes. Now, without him, are, are those guys going to be playing at the level they were playing while he was in there? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that I think it's more the Penguins are the Penguins as a franchise are used to playing without their stars. You know, I, I joke with my dad about this all the time that I, I, I believe after watching this team for the last 50 years that EJ, when they when they got Mario, mm-hmm. I swear to God, the night that they were going to draft Mario, EJ signed a deal with the devil. And he said, you know, you can have Lemieux. But man, I'm gonna f with you yeah. for the next 40 years, and that's what they've done. They've had the best player in the world, arguably, mm-hmm. for the last 40 years, almost uh, nonstop. But man, they just there's just is something that just messes with this organization. They never, you know, Mario and all his all his you know problems over the years, and, and the, the drama with Yager, and then the big three here. I mean, Crosby with his concussion, the original concussion. Um, that put them out for a year and a half and all day. I mean, Malkin, Latang, they've missed two seasons combined. It's just incredible. But this franchise knows how to play without a star. And for one game, I really, truly think that they'll they'll rally tomorrow night and, and have a chance to close it out at home. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I don't know what to think at this point. And I go back to – I listen to everything you say. And I think – and I go back to this point constantly that you brought up is the continuity. That's what worries me. As you said, they were flowing, right? They, they were into a rhythm. The lines were working. You were rolling one after the other, and it was seamless. Now I want, okay, Sid's out. How does that – so is Malkin go up to the top line and play between Rust and Gensel? Then who's – does Carter center the second line? We know – listen, Carter scored some goals, but you can't hide from the fact he's been bad. I mean, he's definitely lost a step. Defensively, he's a liability. Um, so that's what I worry about heading into Friday night is that is the continuity is gone without Sid and now everybody's playing with new center it, it's just an all it's a jumbled mess and can they handle it I mean I my thinking is when I was a coach at, at different in different sports was if something happens you want to minimize the damage so to me what I didn't like about Sullivan's move last night and I have a feeling going forward is one guy's out out of 12 mm-hmm. you don't affect all 12 if you can and 
what I didn't like last night is all the lines got shuffled because one guy was out. If it were me, I would at least start tomorrow night with Rodriguez centering Rustin and Gensel because mm-hmm. Rodriguez is a better center than he is winger. Mm-hmm. He's shown me life. He's skating better. He's shooting the puck. He's going to be on the first power play mm-hmm. tomorrow night if, if Crosby doesn't play. And I put O'Connor in Rodriguez's mm-hmm. spot on the fourth line. So you've, you keep the continuity of the Malkin line together. You keep the continuity of the Carter line. With Both lines have been effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see how that goes. And you always have the opportunity to switch Malkin up there mm-hmm. with, 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 with Rust and Gensel. But I, I believe in trying to minimize it. I think you're doing yourself a disjustice with moving all 12 guys around when, when you don't have to. The one thing I'm curious, though, is they did call up Zahorna today. Oh, and O'Connor's okay. already here. So I'm wondering if Zahorna comes up and plays for Boyle tomorrow night because I, I don't think mm-hmm. Brian Boyle's been a great story this year. He's been a great veteran, but I think he's getting exposed. Yes. Um, he kind of – He's too slow. I mean, that's the bottom slow, line. I mean, that, on the fourth goal last night, he, yes. you know, he kind of ragged, was trying to rag mm-hmm. the puck and then he fell. I mean, it's like the 15th time he's yeah. fallen the series and he couldn't get back up. They score. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if so – my point is, if if there's going to be multiple changes, well then okay, and Raquel maybe, may be back tomorrow night. May, yeah, and, and that was the other the other yeah. guy, Raquel. If he's back, because it just seems weird to me that there's a pretty good chance Raquel is going to play. O'Connor's already here. You're calling up Zahorna. How many you know? Right. How many moves right. are you going to make? If you're going to put two or three guys in, okay, then maybe you just put Malkin on the top line and, and go from there. But if you're going to try to keep the continuity there, I would just try to keep it minimal. I really would. But they didn't skate today. They traveled today. So there's no real no. I would expect if you're interested, tomorrow the Penguins usually skate around 11 o'clock. That's their game day skate. I would be willing to bet it's going to be a full skate tomorrow mm-hmm. and that you should start to see some lines and get some word. And also, just keep in the back of your mind, I wouldn't be surprised if number 35, Tristan Jar, right. is in net tomorrow night. I wouldn't be surprised because I think he's close. I think the Penguins know they got to win this game tomorrow. And I think he's definitely going to be ready for Game Seven. So, do you would you want a guy coming in? No, and no. doing that no, with, no. with I, I wouldn't. No, um, you got to play him tomorrow night. So I, I, yeah, I, I agree. The fact that Sullivan said he made a major step yesterday uh, for the game and he took some shots, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get him in there tomorrow night. So, yeah, I think you need to see him. Look, Louis's been a great story. He's kept him in the series, obviously, but. I mean, it's not like he's, he's shutting the third string. He's a third string. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Perfect example. Last night, the Rangers, you know, Malkin and Gensel run into each other. The mm-hmm. Rangers come down a four-on-one. He makes a huge mm-hmm. save to keep the game 4-3. I mean, that was an unbelievable huge. save. Yeah. But the problem is he still gave up four. four. Yeah. yeah. And he gave up four the other end. He gave up five. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just – are they his fault? No. But there's a, there's been a few that you'd like to – You need to, to steal. Yeah, right? you'd like you, to you steal. need your goalie to steal. Yeah, probably. when you've got the other guy down at the other net struggling like he is, which yeah. is Darkin, I mean, it's a low bar to be the better goaltender. And Deming, like I said, it's a great story, you know, the spicy broccoli or spicy <laughs> pork, whatever the hell it was to start. It's a great story. I love what he's done to this point, but it's time that they need yeah. to get their they need to get their number one guy back in, especially if if uh, Crosby, as expected, doesn't play tomorrow night. Well, next week on our podcast, we're going to know one way or the other if they pull out the series out, if they go to set, we'll we'll know, we'll, we'll react to it, and we'll start talking about what's next. Either the next round, whoever they're playing, whoever wins that series. Um, Florida bot is yeah Claire excuse me Carolina and Boston. Boston yeah if by next by next Wednesday or Thursday that yeah. series will probably be in game 
two. Yeah, yeah, the Penguins, depending on what happens, I mean, I think it could start as early as Monday or Tuesday or next week. Right. So Yeah, so we'll either be talking about what's next for the Penguins as we head into 2022-23 season or what the what the next series looks like. So I won't stay tuned for that. I, no, I, and so oh, that's right. So I, let's talk about so, this for a minute. Let, let's, let's talk about okay. it. Okay, so Michael, as everybody knows, is not a hockey fan, to say the least. So he, he tunes into the Penguins, what, game one? Game Two. 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 Game two, game right. Two. Game two. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Of course, we know what happened in game two. And he saw every single one of the Rangers' goals. Yeah. And he tuned in just in time for the Rangers to score, mind you. Yeah. Not the whole game, just when yeah. the Rangers started the onslaught. And then, of course, he watched the second period last, last night. night. Yeah. Second period last night. When, yeah, not the when all hell broke loose. Just the second period. Yeah. Yeah. The, the six minutes that Tommy was talking about. Guess who was watching that, that those six minutes? So, needless to say, Tommy and I have told Michael he's no longer allowed to watch hot, the Penguins. Yeah, Michael likes to go out at night and eat dinner. So if anybody out there, if you know of restaurants that have no televisions, if you could send those in timely, quickly tomorrow so we could get him to a restaurant tomorrow night if he so chooses to go eat that doesn't have a freaking TV or, or anything like that, that would be yeah, great. Please, if you only go to dinner tomorrow night, wherever you go, please. It's an uncanny knack, though. Like, every time I watch the Penguins. And I listen. Go to, like, Hyde Park, dude. They don't have – They have TVs. Not, no, they have TVs in the bar. Yeah, yeah, oh, in the yeah, bar. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't sit at the bar. I've just go in the main maybe, area and sit down and have a nice dinner. with and, and just 25 hockey games in my life. You're, o- you're over. Over 25. <laughs> you're damn clear close to it. Yeah, yeah. And we just talked about it. I've seen uh, – Crosby's uh, yeah the last the, the, the last the, hockey game that he was he I took him Capitals to, I took him to Heinz Field for the uh, Winter Classic against the Capitals and Jabron here was sitting in the stands and watch Crosby's original concussion happen right. and he turns on the TV last night and Boom. Crosby gets bombed again so hey yeah, it's know. my fault so yeah. if anybody if you want to vent you yeah, want to feel it just throw it on me look I, up Michael I, on Twitter I got feel free to unload I won't watch he deserves it. I promise. But I will say this, not Michael's, the fact that he was not going to watch TV was standing. I'm telling you, Mark, Penguins win tomorrow night. I hope you're right. Penguins I, win tomorrow night. I hope you're right. And I mean, if by chance they don't win tomorrow night, they're still going to win this series. They are. I'm okay. You. I'm not as optimistic as Tommy, to say the least, but I hope you're right. And I'm not. I mean, on I'm the not positive side, yes. the last game, six playoff game that I went to was the Benito overtime goal against Capitals. Nice. So Okay. Well, uh, I got there's some good karma. So that, yeah. yeah. So, and one thing I want to address real quick before we move on to the NBA playoffs, Michael. Hang on one sec. 30 years ago, almost to the day. Tomorrow night. It will tomorrow be. night, right? Yeah. The Penguins beat the Rangers after Adam Graves slashed Lemieux. And Lemieux missed the rest of that series. Slashed and broke his hand. Slashed and broke his hand. Here's the thing. I mean, you love that kind of stuff and making the connection and, oh, it's going to come 30 years. Da, da, da. Here's the problem. Ten's not walking through the, walking down the, the runway tomorrow. Sixty-eight's not ru- walking down that runway. Twenty-five's not ru- walking down that runway. Seventy-seven's not walking down that runway. That's what has me concerned. I mean, they certainly have talent, but nowhere near what that team had thirty years ago. And also, and 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 for one final note on this, don't undersell the importance that seventy-one and fifty-eight who will be dressed tomorrow yeah. night know that tomorrow night could very conceivably be their last home game as a Penguin. Right. And don't think that not only is it going to have a little fire under in their belly from those guys, but everybody. Everybody on that team knows the contracts of these mm-hmm. guys and knows that this is coming to an end. And I can promise you that that team is going to want to win a game for Sid because they don't want those three to go out like this. And I'm telling you, there's going to be 
There's going to be some fire in her belly tomorrow night. So uh, I, I, I got a lot of faith. Let's hope. Well, there's our hockey talk. You're not going to get that kind of hockey talk anywhere else in Pittsburgh. I don't care where you go. I'll do respect to DK and the team he has there and, and others that are out there. But you're not going to get that hockey talk like you just got from Tommy. So spread the word. All right, Michael, NBA playoffs. Also, you're not going to get any NBA playoff talk in Pittsburgh from any P- Pittsburgh folks. Only here on ABC on Pittsburgh Sports with our resident expert, Michael Andonisio. Michael, let's talk about the, the playoffs and where we are. Well, we got four series going, right? Mm-hmm. Two in the east, two in the west. Uh, all series are 3-2. Uh, last night, obviously you two I, we didn't, didn't I, see Yeah, it. so uh, we need you to bring us up to speed because I'm out of the loop. I probably should have turned the game on a little earlier. You pr- yeah, of, please. Uh, Milwaukee and Boston last night, probably mm-hmm. one of the best NBA playoff games I've ever seen. Um, Boston has a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. The lead dwindles down. Two minutes left in the game. Al Horford, by the way, Al Horford's, I think, 34 years old. Game four, he had 31 points, a career high in the playoffs. I don't know what he went through. Um, but Give he me had some a, of that. He had a tip getting. dunk last night, and it put Boston up six with two minutes exactly to play. Milwaukee calls a timeout. And you know me, I'm a stat geek. I wanted to know. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're dying six with two minutes. How many, How times? many right. times in the playoffs has a team dying six with two minutes left in a game won a playoff game? Two out of 232. Wow. Milwaukee takes the lead at the end of the game by one. And I, I've talked on previous podcasts about Drew Holiday, the mm-hmm. point guard for Milwaukee. And I don't – everybody knows, and I even – Tommy's probably even seen it, the block that LeBron had in the finals oh, against yeah. when he, Iguodala where he mm-hmm. came from behind. Well, Drew Holiday caught Marcus Smart driving baseline last night, and he come from behind. Now, he blocked the shot. And this is, yeah. But he caught the ball in the air <laughs> as he blocked the shot as he didn't want it to go out of bounds and give Boston the ball back with five mm-hmm. or six seconds left. He's falling out of bounds. He throws it off Smart's chest out of bounds. It might be the best defensive play I've ever seen in the playoffs. Um, he played a fantastic game last night. So Milwaukee, just like we talk in hockey, sometimes home ice advantage mm-hmm. isn't important. In the NBA, it usually is. Well, mm-hmm. in this series, it hasn't been. Milwaukee loses game four at home. Horford goes nuts. You go back to Boston. You have a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. Boston's thinking, we're going to go up three games to two, going back to Milwaukee. Milwaukee steals the game last night. Um, that series has been really, really good to watch. And we'll talk more about Milwaukee and Giannis uh, during our fact and fi- uh, factor fiction. Yeah, he had later. 40 points last night. He played like a, I mean, one of the greatest right. players of all time. I mean, he went into a hostile environment in Boston, shot 16 of 27 from the field, um, grabbed 11 rebounds. Uh, he played a monster game last night. But Drew Holiday was really, right. I mean, that, that play last night, I, I must have watched it 15 times afterward. I'm like, I don't even know how he did that. Um, the other series in the East, <laughs> Philadelphia and Miami. Um, Philadelphia's down three games to two going back to Miami. That game, I believe, is tonight. I think yep. it's the first game. Um, I've, I've been a little harsh on James Harden, which is rightfully, rightfully so. so. Yeah, rightfully um, so. He's like the David Copperfield of uh, NBA playoffs. He just disappears. <laughs> um, and he did it again last night or the other night. He uh, had 14 points on five of 14 shooting and three assists. He was basically and played 38 minutes. Um, so he was a non-factor. And when Embiid's a non-factor, yep. Philadelphia's a no-go. Embiid came back from the broken orbital bone and the concussion, and he's playing with the Phantom of the Opera mm-hmm. mask on. And he played terrible the other night. And, and 
Uh, Miami blew them out 120 to 85. Uh, Jimmy Butler is playing at a high level, and Miami's defense, they held Philly the other night to 35% from the field. You hold a team to shooting 35% from the field, you're going to win most nights. So Miami looks like they're Mm going to close this series up, but these playoffs have been bizarre. Um, And then in the West – Well, hold on, if I may, before you get into the West – so much like you, I watch basketball like you watch hockey. Yeah, I turned on the basketball game last night to see this Memphis. Oh, here we go. Gold State yeah. game. Let, Gold State was losing by forty. No, it, and, it was, and, it was, and well, you must have you must have caught it when Golden State caught up because they were down by fifty six. Yeah, so fifty six. I've never seen this in professional sports in my life. No. So my Memphis dude came up who I never heard of, mm-hmm. makes a three, and they flash to the, the Golden State head coach. Was is his name? Well, that was Mike Woodson. Steve Kerr's out with okay. COVID. Okay, so Mike Woodson was there mm-hmm. and they caught him looking at the looking at his, his assistant coach and they both said, That's a wrap. Yeah. They called timeout and then the referee wouldn't do it. So Draymond Green inbounds the uh, dribbles up ten feet, stops, and looks at everybody else and goes, That's it, we're out of here. With about seven minutes to go in the third quarter, yeah. all the starters yeah. came yeah, out they, of the game. i never seen nothing like it in my life. Yeah. That was my basketball they, highlight. Kind of like your hockey highlight. They, they called it a wrap. They, I mean, Memphis came out last night. Listen, no jaw Morant for the rest of the Jay playoffs. Morant? Yeah, no, He's out for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, I didn't hear, okay. yeah the, the play was a little questionable. And that was that's after, the one where Poole yeah, grabbed was, his knee. Poole grabbed his knee and kind of twisted it. Yeah. And uh, so that's it for him for the playoffs. And I, yeah, I was figuring last night after watching the Celtics game, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. well, Looks like Golden State's going to wrap this right. up tonight in Memphis, and Memphis's crowd's going to give Memphis a nice round mm-hmm. of applause. All these young kids, and I mean, the, every shot they took went in. Every shot. I mean, Jaron Jackson shooting threes <laughs> from the hash marks, and I mean, everybody that took a right. shot, the shot went in. So that game goes back. I mean, I would think Golden, Golden State. Theory, yeah. you, you would think in Game Six they don't want to go back to Memphis for a Game Seven. I don't care, no, no, Jaw Moran or not. You know, like you said, no Sidney Crosby right. or not. I don't want to go back to Memphis for a game seven, but last night's game was a complete blow. I don't even know what the hell the final score was. Uh, one, I, I suck if I know, um, 134 to 95. And that, that, that really actually was a lot closer right. than it really was. At one point, it was 104 to 53. That's what the wow. score was. Um, it was like an old St. Farts. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, back yeah, in yeah, the day. yeah. We'd play St. Coleman's and beat them like 98 to 12 or something yeah. like that. Um, so that series is going back there. Um, and then you got Dallas and Phoenix. Um, mm-hmm. This series is getting chippy. Um, you know, Luka Doncic, I, I was watching him the other night. Now, we all know great players. We were just talking about, like, Sid elevates mm-hmm. everybody around him. That's what Luka does really well. It reminds me of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Well, the other night when they went back to Phoenix, he had three assists. That's not That's helping. Right. Now he can get a shot anytime he wants. Any superstar could. Michael Jordan before he could be, before yeah. the Bulls became the Bulls, we used to watch him put on shows yeah, in the playoffs yeah. against Boston. He scored sixty one <laughs> while everybody else was standing around watching him. That's what happened to Dallas the other night with Luca. If Luca plays, and is that game tonight too? Yes, that that's the late game tonight in Dallas, Game Six. If Luca gets everybody involved. Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, Jalen Brunson. If he gets these guys involved, this can go seven games, and Phoenix might be in trouble. Phoenix has, a, a obviously, a deeper team, but um, we'll see. I Like I said, if Luka can do what Luka has been doing and got, got mm-hmm. them the two wins, but the way he played the other night, if he plays like that again, this series will be over tonight too. 
Excellent recap. Tommy was yawning there towards the end. So yeah, well, that's yeah, how I feel when you guys talk coffee. <laughs> yeah. so. It's truck day. So yeah. a lot of beer got put away today. Yeah. So Tommy's a little tired. Yeah. But he's hanging in there. Uh, all right. So Pirates, I'll lead us off. The record doesn't indicate, and certainly, you know, the Cincinnati series last weekend was not what you wanted to see. They came back, don't took two, two or three from the Dodgers, the highest payroll team. First time since 2016 they yeah. won a series against the Dodgers. Yeah. So there is there are signs. We were talking about right before we went on air. Sawinski. Yes. They called up Castro today, sent down Tucker. There, the little things are starting to happen that give you hope. And you know, Davis, Henry Davis being promoted to double A, he's getting that much closer. Uh, this this cat this cat by all accounts is going to be their catcher for first, ten years. First at bat at altitude, right. he hits a hundred eleven mile per hour home run over right. the left field wall. I mean, this, you, you, we're starting to see some good things this summer, and they're starting to hook me. Um, Contreras is going to be back up here some point, I think, very soon. He's he's lighting it up down in Triple A. I think, you know, maybe another start or two down there, stretch him out, whatever the hell that means. Well, that's that's where we talk about the accountability, right? Yeah. There, there's now there's accountability. Mm-hmm. So if Bryce Wilson isn't getting it done, right. we don't have to see him trotted out there for another 20, 20 starts. Or right. uh, Zach Thompson, who actually pitched well over the weekend and really got pulled too early. But we don't. There's accountability. There's guys coming that if you're not producing, they're going to bring somebody else that can produce. Yeah. No. It, Go ahead, Tommy. I'm sorry. Well, today, I mean, they acted, they called up Rodolfo Castro, um, and I optioned Cole Tucker down, who's decided to only bat Long left overdue, hand. right. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's only shitty from one side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, and then I'm just, as as we're talking, they just activated Dwayne Underwood, optioned Max Kranick, and they claimed Tyler Bede off, uh, off waivers today, which is the former first-round pick for the Giants. Yeah. So that's an interesting little move. But, yeah. We've talked about this time and time again, you know. Um, I have no interest in watching the retreads. You know, Josh Van Meter, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel bad. You know, I apologize to his mother for being rude to him. But, I mean, I, these guys, I have no interest in watching. But they're, they're you know, Chavis is playing every day now, which is I like. They're finding at-bats for Diego Castillo. They're not finding them in right field. Imagine right. that. Um, you know, they're giving these kids a look that, you know, like you said, Sawinski from in the outfield mm-hmm. is playing regularly now. Uh, it's a shame. And the one guy that, that Jake Marisnik, he yeah. looked like he blew out of stop. He's a nice little – I mean, he's oh, a he is what, yeah, he's a he defensive is what, he's a 200-hitter, but, man, right. you know, they, oh. we've been watching a lot of bad yeah. outfielders for a long yeah. time, yeah. you know, or, or, real good. or infielders playing outfield. And it was nice to see somebody out there that you had a little bit of faith in. But, yeah, I mean, this is what this year should be about. It should be transitioning from the retreads to the, to the prospects, mm-hmm. you know. And we're starting to see that – We've talked about it, seeing that first wave of lower tier prospects mm-hmm. to see weed this out, see what we got. Mm-hmm. Some guys have have, have uh, flourished, like Diego Castillo has. Michael Chavis is getting regular bats. Other Swinsky. guys, yeah, Swinsky. Other guys like Hoy Park, Cole Tucker. Mm-hmm. Those guys have been weeded out or are, are gonna. And, had, and Michael and I were talking about that. that's the great thing about having such depth in the minor leagues. Now, time will tell ultimately with this team. Where this team ends, not up. all of them are going to pan out, no, no, right? And but you have so much depth, and that produces accountability in the minor league level. Like, listen, Nick Gonzalez. I don't care if you're a first round pick or not. If he keeps his his swing and miss as high as it's been, he's going to get passed up. Yeah, one of these guys is going to be better. And guess what, Nick Gonzalez, you're not going to be part of the team, right? So there's accountability all the way through. And if you get passed up, good luck trying to catch up. Yeah, and we're in year three of this rebuild with Charrington. So this is the this is where you got to start seeing some things. Look, we're not talking about him winning a pennant this year or next year. We're talking about strides. We're talking mm-hmm. about seeing development, seeing guys, 
You know, I would rather them finish 70 and 92 this year and see that the, the prospects and the players are on the upswing than finish, you know, 72 and 90 with <laughs> Jeremy Bernitzes and those kind of guys that we've run through the mill that you know are one and done or not going to be or they're not part of the future. You're starting to see the foundation laid, and that's what I wanted to see this year. And, you know, even the stuff, I'm not a big fan of what they're doing with the pitching staff. You know, two guys, mm-hmm. you know, you know, a guy pitches two innings, and then they bring somebody else in to do. But the reality of it is, it, you know, for the most part, it's working. You're getting some guys that are starting to develop. and It worked yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Peters yep. pitched three scoreless, and mm-hmm. then uh, Max Cranick came in mm-hmm. and pitched three scoreless against, the, I mean, obviously, the, most, the highest paid Richard. lineup in the league. Right. Yeah, and they're juggling these guys. You know, mm-hmm. Kranich went down because he pitched yesterday. You know, they sent Solcer down two days ago because mm-hmm. he pitched four innings. Unfortunately, he got cut today. So, um, but you know, I like the way that they're juggling things. They're moving guys around. They're giving guys opportunities. And if I'm a minor leaguer, you know, and I'm watching it and I'm reading it, I feel like okay, I'm in an organization mm-hmm. where if I do my job, I mean, let's not forget, Solinsky came up from Double A. Mm-hmm. You know, because he was on fire. So they're giving prospects the opportunity. And if I'm a prospect, that incentivizes me to keep, hey, mm-hmm. I got a real shot to be able to, if I'm doing something, I'm going to get a shot to play the majors. So speaking of that, I just thought of a fact or fiction. We're going to do it right now. So we'll do, we typically do fact or fiction at the end. But I'm going to do a fact or fiction right now based upon what we're just talking about. Fact or fiction. And I think you're, I like the fact they called up Sawinski. He was tearing it up. Fact or fiction. If Henry Davis continues fiction. to, he, he didn't even let me finish. <laughs> If he tears it's it up fiction. in double A through August, he'll fiction. be up here in September. Fiction. Okay. Fiction. I'll say fact on that one only because they did it last year. They called up O'Neill Cruz for the last game, you know, the last mm-hmm. series. I mean, if I'm guessing, I would assume that if I'm them, I'm projecting Henry Davis to potentially be here sometime next year. They might want to give him a little taste at the end, you know, a series like they did with O'Neill Cruz or mm-hmm. Ronzi Contreras. I'll say fact on that. I'm going to say fact too because if he continues to tear it up, that's it. I mean, that's a big if, obviously. Um, and we're putting a heavy burden on his shoulders. But if he if he hits at a 300 clip down there for June, July, August, um, and has some power and and shows that he can handle the rotation down there with all the prospects that are in Altoona right now, I think he does get a call up. What I would like, if possible, is if any of our listeners, if you could keep track of the fact and fictions. And if I'm right more often than Michael, if you could let us know, because I'd like to rub his nose in it. But I, honestly, I can't remember week to week what my predictions are right. sometimes. So if somebody out there is keeping track and I'm right a lot more, especially a lot more than Michael, if you could just send us a little note on that, I'd really appreciate it. Hey, and I'll spice it up. Anybody that wants to do that for us, I'll throw in a $25 gift card Woo! from Brushes and Beans here. Tommy, you gonna, you know, how about you? How about something for, from Community? Somebody steps up and helps right, us out. I'll give a $25 track. gift card. Look at that. To brushes and beans too. Oh, thanks. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. That's a, that, that's only if Tom's way more right than I am most of the right. time. Yeah. I, yeah. I think this one's fiction, just because Henry Davis plays the catcher position, and it's to me defensively, it's the most important. Well, that's what position I said. If he field. shows that he can handle the rotation down there, does a nice job. He would really. I, and listen, I hope I'm managing wrong. I, because if I'm wrong, that means he really tore it up. Yeah. And then there's a possibility he's here to start the season next that's year. Sure. Right. But. Be careful what you wish for. I've talked about this before with all these prospects. All these, I talked to my cousin Bobby up in Detroit. He's lived there his entire life, and he said in in March, he said if if the Tigers don't bring up Spencer Torkelson, I'm done watching this team. Yeah. I talked to him last week, and he said Spencer Torkelson stinks. <laughs> so you could gotta be. Care- I mean, and he's the number one prospect in baseball. Right. So I just like I said, I know everybody wants everything yesterday. 
But just be patient. This kid, though, I think Davis is going to be the real, real deal. deal. Yeah. Anything else on the Pirates before we move on? Well, I got I got a little – since we're talking minor league prospects, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the next guy to be called up is uh, G1 by Yeah, he's ter- – yes. I, I, I seen a special on him last week, and I don't – he's probably going to get suspended for Peds uh, because he's – He's jacked now. I mean, this dude was like, I mean, he looked like one of those extras from one of those. <laughs> from Major League? Yeah. He, he looked like one the, of the, the guy with the, you know, the, the nutsack. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's the guy he looked like from the movie Major League. But he, I mean, this kid now, they say he's top five in the league speed-wise. I mean, this kid can fly. He can play defense, and now he's starting to hit for power. Um I don't know where he got the size because it wasn't there last year. But I think the next guy, if there's a domino to fall. I'm just glad he has it. it, Diego Castillo, right? Right. I I like the kid, but if he falters, if he starts going Mm -hmm. down towards 200, I think that this kid has – I think he's going to be the next guy called up for the Pirates as far as young players. I'm not talking about guys that were up and then back down and up. Prospects. Prospects for his first call up. I think this is going to be the next position player up. They have so many middle infielders. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's, that's why fine. I say Nick Gonzalez okay. doesn't it produce okay. because you know you can if if you get to the point where you're contending and you've got guys that are starting to block each other because you have so much talent then that's what you that's what you trade to to get yourself a guy that you right. need at the deadline or something like that you know in a couple of years so there's nothing wrong with that. Wow, some optimism for the Pirates. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's good to hear. All right, all right. So fact or fiction? Uh, we'll get to the, the, the true ones, the ones that we actually had coming in. But other than I'm going to yes. surprise you with a fact and fiction to start. All How right, that? since we're breaking curveballs, hey, we're the baseball and, thing. Curve, this curveball is on YouTube, here comes. So a little All breaking right. news while yeah. we're on here that I okay. just noticed: the Steelers' first two games have been announced. Okay, they are at Cincinnati. Oh Jesus! And home against New England. Oof. So fact or fiction? After two weeks, the Steelers will be zero and two. I'm going to say fact. I'm going to say fact. Um, that's a tough road right out of the gate. Um, so New that England celebrating their exactly. AFC, yeah, yeah, exactly. Championship whatever, last yeah. year, um, and they've certainly gotten better over the offseason. We talked about the, the additions they made to the offensive line. They had a nice draft. Um, I'm going to say Cincinnati's a loss in Cincy. New England. That, that, Listen, they don't have Brady anymore. I mean, Mac Jones acquitted himself nicely last year in his rookie year. I was very impressed with him. I was high on him coming out from Alabama. I thought he would be a good NFL quarterback. Um, both you and I thought he was going to be a good quarterback. I mean, he and he good proved year it last year. Um, that's a winnable game. Um, I'm going to say this: if Kenny is the quarterback, they win that game. If Trubisky's the quarterback, and people are, oh, don't you have that reverse? No. If Kenny's the quarterback, they beat New England. If it's Trubisky, they lose and they go into. That's that's what I say. I say it's fiction. I, I I'm not sold on New England. I'm I don't know what the hell. I mean, I, I know a Belichick thing. I mean, we kept saying what a great. I'm not saying he's not a great coach. He is a great coach, but it's is the you know do you put the horse before the cart or the cart before the horse? Without Brady. It's been mediocre. Right. I mean, yeah, they they had a decent year last year. I think Belichick is the greatest defensive mind ever, greatest defensive coach ever. Where he needs help is on offense. And when well, you don't have Brady, it makes a huge the, difference. I mean, go back to when he was the defensive yes. coordinator of the Giants. I mean, look what he did with that. Now yeah. he had Lawrence Taylor, but Brady covered up a lot of his miscues as far as 
front office mm-hmm. moves. Uh, the wide, and none of the wide receivers they've ever right. picked up. Has Brady ever played, other than with Randy Moss, mm-hmm. ever played with a wide receiver that was even remotely considered for Hall of Fame? No. No. I mean, people are talking about Edelman. As oh, a Hall of Famer, that, that, but, that's the Craig thing. I'm not yeah. even getting into that. He, I mean, that, that's like saying a guy that had a good postseason, but right. was. I mean, that's not what you get into the Hall of Fame for. I mean, he had less than six thousand career yards right. receiving yeah. in, in the NFL. That's not a. That's not a Hall of Fame. He's a solid wide receiver, but that's what I'm saying. Like with Ott Brady, the moves he makes, it just. Uh, to me, I think the Steelers win that game, regardless of who the quarterback is. And like I said, I, th- I think Mitchell Tabriskie just stinks. I mean, just yeah. flat out stinks. And when I, you know, I mean, you and right. I talked about this. When I say the word stinks, I mean that in the relative term to an NFL Comparatively speaking, yes, at that I'm, level. Yeah, right. at that level. He obviously like, doesn't stink. He's the compared, worst yeah. of the best, if right. that makes any sense. But, yeah, I, he, I don't care who's quarterback in that game. I think the Steelers win that game. Okay. Also, Michael, I'm just seeing here. That well, tell me, what do you think? Uh, Real quick, I'll say fiction because I think they'll be one and one with yep. Mitch Trubisky at the helm. Okay, sorry. Uh, your Buccaneers open up at home against Dallas Sunday Night Football. That's nice. One of the year. That's, That's a win. win. Yeah, that will so, be a win. But yeah, I just want to throw that in there. That's so a good one. Breaking news. Yeah, I like that. There, yeah. So, you know, and also I just saw that Week Twelve the Peng- or the Penguins, the Steelers have a Monday Night game against Indianapolis Colts. Mm, that's a nice one. That should be a okay. good game. That's a good game right there, yeah. So there you go. A little breaking news. Breaking news. We'll talk more about the schedule release next week in the podcast. It's not supposed to be released until 8 o'clock until we get off the air tonight. So we'll, we'll definitely delve deep into the NFL schedule and make some predictions and that sort of thing next week. But back to the fact or fiction. We mentioned earlier Michael was talking about uh, Milwaukee. Um, fact or fiction. When it's all said and done, Giannis hangs it up. He will be one of the top five greatest players of all time. Fact or fiction? I'm going to say fiction because without even thinking about it, my I, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Dr. J. So there's four right there that that and then I put you on, I, that are pretty good. Yeah, that, and that's that's not current. That's not you know in the last 20 years. That's not in the first. You know you're not getting into the Oscar Robinson, Bill right. Russell. You know those days. I mean, top five all time, that's a big chunk. So I think he's a great player, but I don't think he's there yet. Yet. Well, I mean, obviously, I, I appreciate Tommy putting Julius Irving in that conversation. I, I don't think he's top five all time or even top four. I would love him to be, but he, he had those years in the right. ABA. I'm not going to get into that. But, I, you know, Giannis, we, we keep forgetting he's not even 28 years old yet. So he hasn't even hit his prime. I'm not talking, I mean, we, we see the resume now, and the resume is impressive. Mm-hmm. But we still got seven or eight more years of this guy at a very, very high level. If he wins two or three more championships in Milwaukee, I got in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, and that's the key. Not 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 ring chasing, right. you know, jumping teams like LeBron and it, LeBron's great. Listen, and he's on the Mount Rushmore players. Um, I still don't put him ahead of Jordan, but that's no just way. my personal nope. opinion. I don't even put him ahead of Jabbar. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, to get into the top four, yeah, I, I think Giannis, right. if he stays at this rate, stays in Milwaukee, and he can win two, at least two more, that'll mm-hmm. give Milwaukee three championships with him there. And in the era of where, where you've got free agents bouncing everywhere and then players forcing their way out of places, mm-hmm. I, I would have to put him in that conversation, absolutely. Yeah, I would say, in fact, he'll be in the conversation for sure. Tommy, you brought up some great names. I think he's, when all said and done, he'll be in that mix. I don't know if he'll crack the top five and, and be thought of in that way, but I think he'll definitely be talked about when you talk about the best players of all time, for sure. All right, fact or fiction, Pirates will finish in third place this year. More optimism here. I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but fact. Um, I've looked at the Cubs 
roster. They're terrible, but they're not as terrible as the Reds. Um, the Red, now, the Reds had some injuries mm-hmm. and whatnot. People talk about Joey Votto. He's like, I don't know, 75 years old. I don't even know how old he is. He's only on the team because they have to still pay him. I mean, they, so they can't cut him because then they can't justify right. paying him the money. Um, the Pirates pitching staff's better than both of their pitching staffs. The Cubs lineup might be equal, maybe a little bit better than ours. But, um, yeah, I, I think the Pirates, if they stay on this trajectory and keep bringing up young guys, I, I'm pretty sure that they're going to finish in third place. I think it's a fact. Yeah, I'll say fact, too, only because, like you said, Cincinnati's awful. I mean, what are they, 12 games behind the Pirates already? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's hard to Good believe. God. But, as we say that, by next time, it might have yeah, – Take three out of four right, right. Week on this weekend. So, um, yeah, and the Cubs, I mean, the Cubs are – it's a strange year for for Chicago. So, yeah, I, I like I like their chances. I, yeah. I think they could finish third. So, yeah, I'll say fact. I say fact as well. I think they are going to finish third. I think they're going to continue – they're going to stay right around where they are. And, and I don't think you're going to see a tailspin as we've seen in the past. I think as they continue to settle in and we see Jack Sawinski, you know, he may hit a bump, but he's going to continue to get better, I think. This kid knows what he's doing. Reynolds is going to find his way. He still isn't there yet. Um, the pitching staff is what it is. It's been very solid. I think that continues. So I think, yeah, I think they finished in third place for and, sure. And the caveat with this fact of fiction is that's the worst division in baseball. I mean, by far. I'm not even sold on the Cardinals. Right. Now, the Cardinals are better than the Pirates right. by right. far. But that's not that's not a compliment. It's just a fact. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the caveat. That, that That's where we're at. Yeah, we're not hanging a banner for third place. No. But, right. I, mean, yeah. I mean, I think – Not most, in the weakest division. I think most people would have said, if you asked at the beginning of the year, that they would have finished in fifth. So, I mean, yeah. it's, you know. It's progress. Like we've been about, talking about. Talking wow. about steps. So. Yeah, something. All right. All right, back to Sid. Sid will play in these playoffs. Fact or fiction. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, it's tough because you in the NHL, you don't. I mean, you're not going to learn anything. I mean, we'll see tomorrow night. Obviously, like you were saying, the, the morning skate if he's out there. But otherwise, we're not going to have a clue. Uh, I'm going to go fact, and and the only reason that I'm going to say that is because um, I think the Penguins are going to win this series, which gives them another two two and a half weeks of games, and I, and I think he'll be back by then um, if he misses any time. Um, so I, I'm going to say fact. I think you and I are going to agree on this one, Michael. Go uh, ahead. If Tommy's right and the Penguins win this series, I think it's a fact that he plays again in this playoffs. But I can also say fiction because I, he's not going to play in this series. So right. I don't think he's going to play in this series. So I, I'll say fact that they win the series. And obviously, yeah. I'm not going to watch a game. Tomorrow. No I'm ifs. going to say fact. There's no ifs. I'm just, someone's keeping score now. So right. it's, it's a fact or a fiction. Uh, it's, one or the other. It's fact. Right, I okay. mean, because I won't watch the game tomorrow. Wait, the Penguins say? are going to win. You said you fact. Said fact. No, so we agree. agree. We can't agree. Damn it. All right. Look, I, I was glass half full tonight with the, with the Pirates. I'm glass half empty with the Penguins. Um, I don't think he's going to play I think given his history and his track record, this is serious. That's why my rant in a second is going to be off the charts. Um, This is a guy who couldn't afford another concussion given his history. And I think if it indeed is, and I'm assuming it is at this point, everything I'm saying is based on it is a concussion. If it is, we're not seeing him. And I have very serious concerns about him moving forward too. So with that having been said, let's move on to our rants. I'll Michael, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to start the rants because I know where YouTube clowns are going to go, and it's just it's just it's going to be a well, problem. rightfully so. So I'm, I'm going to start off with something upbeat. Okay. Um, Tommy said that baseball is losing him, and sometimes it loses me, right? But it's like the Godfather Part Three when Pacino says it, it pulls me back in. Yeah, yeah, just when you think you're out, it pulls me back in. The other night, 
Reed Detmers pitched a no-hitter for the Angels. And yeah, no-hitter. We've seen no-hitters before, right? He pitched a no-hitter with two strikeouts. You don't see that. You know how how long that game took? This day took? and age, you don't. You know yeah. how long that game took the other night? Two hours and 19 minutes. Beautiful. And the Angels scored 12 runs. You don't see that anymore. And I just wanted to give a shout-out to this kid. It was like watching Tom Glavin in his heyday, a lefty, just pitching the contact, changing eye levels, changing speeds, just keeping the hitters off balance. He threw 108 pitches. That game was over. You could have double-parked with your flashers on and kudos to – who the hell's the Angels man? Uh, Joe Madden. Yeah, kudos to Joe Madden for keeping him in. Yeah, none of this taking the guy out. Yeah, after 70 know. pitches. Yeah, no. He, uh, he It's the eye test. We talk about right. the eye test and um, – it was it was refreshing to see old school baseball played again at a fast pace. The kid was working quick. He wasn't shaking the catcher. Ray Miller, baby, right? yeah, worked fast, change speeds, change speeds, and and work and pitch the contact. And one other little caveat: you see the weirdest things in baseball. In that same game, the Rays brought in their outfielder Brett Phillips to pitch, and Anthony Rendon decided to bat left-handed. Never done Even it, it up a little bit. Good for and him. He just wanted. He figured we're up ten nothing. There's two outs in the eighth inning. You know we're trying to get to the ninth. I'm just going to bat left-handed, and he hit a home run. What the hell is that? <laughs> I mean, it was one of the greatest things I ever seen. He was rounding the bases, and he just shrugged his shoulders. They asked him after the game, "Have you ever hit left-handed in the game?" He goes, "No, I you know screwed around with it right. in batting practice a couple times, but I've never actually swung in a game." I don't care if it's off a position player or not. He hit the ball over the wall. So the other night was just a old school. Uh, good feel story for for yep, baseball. Yep. Well, I've been fa- on these ra- on these rants. I've been fairly positive lately. Well, that's we're going to take a steam and dump on that right now. Uh, the NHL, um, yeah. uh, you know, I've said for many years it's the best game in the worst league. Um, you know, and the easy rant here is just to, to rail on on the on the head hits and and the way that the game is officiated from the corporate level, but. My frustration is more on the ice, and um, it's a tough game to officiate. You know, you you know these linesmen trying to get off sides mm-hmm. and icing, and, and you know some of the rules are sort of gray areas; they're not really defined rules. But my frustration is with the penalties and the way that the game is just officiated. You know, when you watch an NFL game, you don't ever hear ever uh, Joe Bach or Troy Troy Aikman talk about how well. There's probably going to be a holding call on the Steelers because the Cowboys have been right. called for five holding penalties. Right. So you know, refs are going to want to even that up. So there's probably going to we're probably going to see a couple holding calls on the Steelers. You know, you just don't hear dumb stuff like that. You know, last night the Penguins got a two man advantage, 30 seconds into the game, and the announcer said, you know, the one guy said, well, the Penguins are going to have to score here because you know that the Rangers are going to get their chance yeah. later on in the game. But that's not how this is supposed to work. It's just not. There's no other sport where you hear references to this, you know, we've got to even it up or, the, you know, this has got to happen or that's got to happen. Or, you know, last night in the third period, you know, both teams had evened out their penalties and there were blatant penalties all over the ice, including dangerous hits, right. dangerous plays that don't get called because everything's even and the referees don't want to affect the score of the game. Well, how about how many times have we heard they're putting the whistles away and letting them play? Yeah, what? what? I mean, you just don't hear that in any other sport. That why have them out there? If they're right. It can't be. It can't be pass interference because there's two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Of course there can be. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter what the what you what you've called or what this who's gotten what. And it doesn't matter in any other league other than the NHL. Right. And it just shakes. You just shake your head and just wonder that is this stuff ever going to get fixed? And I don't think it will. 
I'll continue to love this game because I've loved hockey my whole life. But man, it is just. It's a shame. It's tough that, at times. To it's be a, a shame, shame that the suits can ruin such a beautiful game, and, it, right. and they really do. No, I agree. And I'm just going to pick up right there. And I'm going to say, look, in a situation like I blame everybody. I blame the players. Look, when you're at the bargaining table, the next CBA, the players need to step up for each other. I mean, they're doing it to each other. These guys are morons. Can you match? Carry on your point. Any other league doing that? No, you're, they, your your comrades, your colleagues. You're, you don't want to take each other out. I mean, football's a violent sport. Stuff happens, but they're not intentionally going after somebody's knees. They're not intentionally going after someone's head. And in, in, in the speed of the game, stuff, uh, you know, stuff happens. But they're not intentionally headhunting anymore. I mean, so the players have culpability here. Of course, the owners do. I mean, you got to get rid of these. Get, they're the only league. All right, we just talked about Giannis. If Giannis takes a chicken wing elbow to the head, what do you think is going to happen to the guy that did it to him? Well, and it's also going to be on Sports Center. It's going to be right. on the cover of Sports Illustrated. It's going to be on the front page of every app and website mm-hmm. and, and sports. And that just doesn't. That's what I mean. It just doesn't. This stuff doesn't happen in any other sport. It's just such a shame. And they should never wonder why they're they're never going to get higher than it, the number four in the United States. They're never going to do it. And maybe you know the story is that you know the Canadian influence. And this is the way it was played oh, in Canada. Exactly. Old time hockey. All, old time hockey, exactly. Well, guess what? That's why you're number four. That's why your revenues don't come close to any other league when they should, because I agree it's the best sport, but it is the worst league. They can't get out of their own way, and they don't even realize and understand it. You take your best player out for hopefully not long, but who knows, on an on a elbow to the head. Like, this can't keep happening. It's so frustrating, but it will. Anything else to add, fellas? That's it. I think That's it wraps it. it for Go us. Pens. That's it. Go Pens. Hopefully they wrap it up tomorrow night. We'll be back with everybody next week. In the meantime, have a great rest of the week and a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the beautiful weather. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Take care.